0: Everyone, you're listening to the Raz Project. My name is Ivan Temelkov, and I'm your host on this podcast. We discuss entrepreneurship, personal development, family, tech, and marketing. Why should you listen to this podcast? This podcast is for those of you who are looking for life-changing advice and ways to thrive digitally with your business. As always, all content is 100% real, raw and unfiltered i have another guest on the show today and i've been following her on social media for quite a while we've chatted quite a bit um her name is tony o'neill and she is the mother to three boys she has been in the health and wellness industry for most of her life after the loss of her son beckett she realized that during life's tragedy uh, our bodies are the only thing we can control as a personal trainer her passion has been helping clients achieve their health goals through fitness and nutrition, and she understands the challenges surrounding grief and the impact that it has on our health. Tonya, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. I appreciate you having me. I'm excited.
0: (laughs) Awesome. You know, um, we've chatted several times, and you know, one of the things that really caught my attention right off the bat is how resilient and how vulnerable you are and how just unafraid you are in everything that you do. You know, you've been big with health and wellness all of your life and that 's kind of what I wanted where I wanted to start things off, you know to talk a little bit about you know your story. Can you spend a couple of minutes just kind of sharing were you always you know did you always want to get into fitness or like what led you up to it
1: i've always been interested in health and wellness. I grew up at the gym with my mom. My mom was always in the gym working out, and this was before they had childcare. So I remember as a kid, I would follow her around and sit and watch. And although I wasn't interested in it, this is probably when I'm eight or nine myself, but I think that that just instilled that work ethic of working out and being very conscientious of health. And then as I got older, I started playing sports, became an athlete from young, as early as I could start playing, all the way up through high school, and just was consistently playing sports, and then even continues playing sports as of today. I just love health and wellness. As far as the personal training aspect, I never really had that goal in mind. It wasn't what I was looking to pursue early on, but considering that that's what my passion is for myself. I turned it around and decided to help other people by doing personal training.
0: Mm -hmm. That's, you know, interesting. You you said that. So the reason I asked about the story is I'm always curious if, you know, people always kind of had that interest from a young age, you know, getting into health and wellness and being very proactive. I think mainly because as an Eastern European, let's face it, I grew up on five course meals. And You know, none of my family really exercised. And so I think in part that has been a struggle all through my life. It's a struggle even nowadays, but I think the struggle is a lot lesser. And so I think it's a mentality thing, right? Also is that I think as as you kind of grow into the health and wellness and you realize how intricate nutrition really is in your life. Because it, you know it has a chemical impact, you know the way you think your mindset you know let's let's talk a little bit about that you know what are your thoughts on how does health and wellness you know so so good nutrition exercise how does that play a part in business and 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 what are some things that you know people need to consider
1: Well, I definitely feel like having a consistent workout routine and nutrition plan and supplement plan are important uh, you have to be able to have the proper nutrition so that you can function well on a daily basis, whether that's getting in the proper amount of sleep, whether it's having mental acuity every day Mm -hmm. to get up and get going and be mentally focused to go into a office or corporate setting where, you know, you're out there talking to other people and nutrition plays such a huge role in that. But interestingly enough, I think that the health and wellness industry has evolved so much, especially from, you know, when I was younger, there wasn't as much of a focus on health and wellness as it is now. It's really come full circle. We've learned so much about the importance of exercise and Mm -hmm. weight training, resistance training in particular for men and women. And then also to make sure that you're getting in the proper nutrition so that your body actually functions the way it's supposed to function.
0: You know it's really interesting and and that's something that i uh, would love for you to elaborate upon is you know you said that the, the entire industry has really revolutionized right because there's a lot more studies you know there's a lot more real life applications in the way that it's being projected in terms of the importance around you know health and wellness and how does that really you know so being more proactive for instance and in exercising on a regular basis how does that help with aging? I think more people are now concerned with that, right? Because as you age, like, let's face it, if you don't exercise, then, you know, aging, in other words, is you might look older when you're a little bit younger, because you're just not taking care of your body, you're not being fit. And and it's good for you. It's good for your heart. It's good for your for your body, for your muscles. And a lot of people don't don't realize that, you know, um, what I wanted to know from you is you said, you know, the, the entire industry has really changed. I mean, what, in your opinion, has really kind of changed from like, I guess, the earlier days?
1: Well, I think social media has played a huge role because mm-hmm. we have more accessibility to information and resources that we didn't have before the Internet was our disposal. And I think that that has really helped transform people to understand they can go to the internet and research and look things up and find out answers to questions that we didn't have before. And also on the flip side of that, it can be a little challenging because sometimes there's too much information and people don't have a direction because they're not really sure. Well, this says this and this says this. I don't know which to believe. So it can be really frustrating for someone that isn't in the industry to understand, is it this or is it that?
0: Yeah. And that's a really good point. You know, they mentioned social media because there's a lot more access, but there's, too many selections, right, to choose from. And I think to the point to where it's very overwhelming for a lot of people. I mean, you know, I know for me specifically, um, I did isogenics like a couple of years ago. And, you know, I dropped like 20 or 25 pounds doing that. But then I found that that was a sustainable approach because my my hunger resurfaced. Now, I learned from that, obviously. And that's, a, that's just it. I think that there's too many choices out there, and a lot of people are wondering, like, okay, well, where should I start? And let's face it, why do we need health and nutrition? Well, in the United States, over 60% of, of people are obese. And I think I even read some stats that more people die from obesity than, like, what was it? it was compared to something else. And I'm like, holy shit, like, this is a, a ridiculous stat. But I think a lot of Americans are not... I think it's not necessarily that they're not putting an emphasis on health and wellness. It's just, I think that fast food is so accessible in the United yeah. States. I know as an Eastern European, you know, coming from, call it a third world country to some people still, that fast food was not, you know, accessible. In fact, a lot of people are wondering, well, how do Europeans stay slim? Well, they smoke and they walk everywhere. That's the key, literally. Believe it or not, some, some Eastern Europeans will tell you just that. Why do you smoke? I smoke so I can stay slim. Well, that might not be a good diet, you know, to do that. But then the walking is because, you know, the proximity of things. Well, in the United States, you have to drive almost everywhere unless you live, you know, like in New York City or some of the major cities where they're sort of like these, you know, uh, suburbs or districts, as they're called. I think Chicago, technically, that you can actually walk to or you can cycle to. Right. But that's the exception. Everywhere else, you got to get in the car and drive and uh, fast food is so accessible. So I think there's, you know, let's talk a little bit about because you made a really good point. I think listeners will want to know this because there's going to be a lot of entrepreneurs out there, just people who are curious, like, okay, I want to get back on the track. Right. How do I get back on the track? What are some things I should consider if today is my day one? Right. What should I consider? How should I start? What's your thoughts on that?
1: I tell everyone to keep it simple. I Mm -hmm. am a, a proponent of just keep it basic. We don't have to have fad diets. We don't have to try the new up and coming diet that everyone is jumping on board for. I prefer to keep it simple. Let's make sure we're getting in enough calories for your goals. Let's make sure that we're getting in the proper amount of macros, which are your protein, carbs, and fats. And if you want to have a cheat meal or something, we can have that. We just need to allow for that to make sure that we are still maintaining exactly how much of each macronutrient that we need to reach the goal. So I I just. I prefer to keep it simple. I think having that sustainability is much greater than trying a fad diet. Whereas you pointed out, sure, we can take this and we can take these pills and we can try this new fad, but is that really sustainable long-term? No. I want people to realize that eating normal, but eating good choices of normal is the best route to take. And it will help you achieve your goals if you will stay consistent with just living your life and and doing the right things as far as your food choices.
0: You know, you mentioned a couple of things that I know I personally struggle with quite a bit. And that's one is the consistency factor specifically, because I kind of fall off the wagon every once in a while. I feel like I've got got this like consistent sprint that happens. Like I ride for several weeks at a time. And then you know, if something happens in life, it's usually something that's happening. It's usually an emotion or a feeling of some, it's yeah. usually an emotion or uh, a life event, something, something that has uh, an emotional impact towards it. That's really kind of changing. It like kind of, kind of shifts my mindset. And then like, I've noticed this and that's why I kind of have these roller coasters of like, you know, I'll eat right, you know, I'll follow uh, my program, which is intermittent fasting usually every day. And I've kind of grown on that after eight or nine months now. So I'll fast half the day, like up until 20 minutes ago. So it's 1 p.m. my local time, you know, and then uh, I had, you know, uh, a lunch, which usually is around 500, 600 calories. I'm still trying to stay within within that 2,000 calorie daily mark, right? But then there's be there'll be days that I'm like, Oh, my God, I'm just going to eat a double quarter pounder meal from McDonald's. And that just fucking sounds like the best thing in the world right now. Like, literally. And while I'm at it, I'm going to get up. Giant ass Dr. Pepper also. And like, But I found, you know, over the last year and two months now, since I really kind of started this journey, that that has been a lot more controlled. Like, those outbursts are not as frequent as they used to be which means that there, there's a mindset shift happening. And knowing me, I'm not, I've, I never was. I always wanted to be that guy like turns the page and shit just, you know, changes 360 overnight. Yeah. I always wanted that, but I knew realistically that wasn't going to happen. And so, you know, you were talking about consistency and I've realized that there's a lot of people out there, you know, struggle struggle with this because let's face it, can you eat right every single day for 365 days in right. a year? Probably not. And in part of it is I think it's your human behavior is because not only life-changing events that are happening, you know, for me personally, I've been a cyclist for six years now. And honestly, to this day, I still don't fucking know why I even started cycling, but I know <laughs> literally I just went on the internet and bought a $300 bike six years ago. That's how it happened. And then I realized that the more I've been doing it, it was the mind therapy that I needed. And I know I mentioned this before we hit record on the podcast, that mind, body and soul and realizing how those three things play an intricate part into better health, better wellness. And, you know, now at 40, I'm feeling better than I probably felt at 30, you know, because it's just been a drastic shift. in, in my day to day, I mean, you know, I was drinking water, which is part of my regular now on on day-to-day basis um i was able to curb heartburn believe it or not and i realized that like you know when you go to the doctor and you say i have heartburn and the doctor's like oh you need to start taking uh uh zyrtec or whatever you know over the counter type of stuff i'm like wait and then i realized that it was because i was eating foods that had acids in them and i was also drinking coffee that had acid in it which most people don't know that a lot of coffees, with the exception of um, Seattle's best, is one of the only ones that I found that has no acid in it. Mm, and so, uh, you know, uh, I was the doctor was starting to tell me that I was having some problems. That's why I was having a heartburn, and I just wasn't convinced. You know, I'm like, it's probably because of what I'm eating. I'm eating crap. I'm eating shit. I'm eating fast food. You know, I'm eating, uh, uh you know, giant meals that I shouldn't be eating that have a lot of crap in it that's not good for you. And it's the, even though I didn't want to admit it, it was the emotional eating. Like, you know, when you get hungry and you're like, oh man, like I want something, like you're hungry and you're allowing that feeling, that emotion to overpower your mindset. And when you reverse it, because I had to do it last night, it was like (laughs) midnight, I'm still up. And I'm like, what the fuck am I doing up? Go to bed because that's when cravings start start kicking in. I started to think, okay, I've got 200 calories left out of the day, which is fascinating to even have that many left at that time of the day. What can I have that's going to supplement and curb, you know, that, that hunger? Because late at night, you now I've already had dinner, which is usually around 6 PM. So now, you know, six hours have gone by and I'm getting hungry because my body is saying you should be asleep by now. You shouldn't be up so i'm burning more calories because i'm up and i'm doing stuff as opposed to being in bed so you know i think it was really good that you shared some tips keeping it simple i think that's what a lot of people don't understand is just that i think they try to over complicate things i think a lot of people yeah. look for instant gratification i think a lot of people don't realize that this is a it's a long game yeah you know you, you got to play the long game you know and understand that you want to get fit, you've got to be determined. You've got to be committed. You've got to be passionate and you got to keep doing the work. So, let's talk about you. I mean, what are some things that, you know, you have seen successes with specifically that has worked for you?
1: Well, I again, I keep it simple. I have a plan I follow. I I track my food. I make sure I do supplementation because there again, I know I don't eat a, you know, the proper fruits and vegetables. So I supplement that because I still want my body to function the way it's supposed to function and for all the nutrients to be absorbed properly, but they're not because I still do not get in the recommended fruits and vegetables on a daily basis without supplementation. And most Mm -hmm. people don't, even if someone says, Hey, I, you know, I do eat fruits and veggies more than likely they're still not getting in enough. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: so I am, one that really talks a lot about supplementation because it does help fill in the gaps when we are not able to either eat a whole foods meal or we're not getting enough of something, whether that's protein, fruits and veggies, micronutrients, anything that we are lacking, that's where supplementation comes into play. And that's what creates a better version of us from head to toe and enables us to go and, and have you know, mental acuity and work out and do the yeah. things on a daily basis without being lethargic and tired and have brain fog. And there's so much involved in nutrition. People mm-hmm. don't really understand. And then on the flip side of that, what I have learned over the years as well is I personally have a sweets tooth. I enjoy sweet food. I have friends that are salty eaters. So there's yeah. always, it's one or the other, and that's just the way it is. But what I've found is once you take something and eliminate it from your daily routine of eating something over time, you don't miss it anymore and your body no longer craves it. I haven't had a soft drink and I don't know when I don't eat certain foods. In fact, I've gotten to the point where I can't even eat pizza. I can't even, I can't have a taste of it. I can't have a bite of it because my body doesn't like it anymore doesn't interesting like the sauce i don't know what it is but i've not had it in so long that yeah. even if i just want to taste a sliver of mm-hmm. something i can't do it i just you avoid d- that know, at all costs because of- my body has gotten so accustomed to not yeah. having it yeah. and i'm putting something that's realistically shitty yeah. <laughs> into my body. And it doesn't like that. And it upsets my stomach. It gives me heartburn and indigestion. And it's not worth it. It's not worth it. There's other options that are just as good for me.
0: Yeah. No, that's a really good point. And you were talking about pizza. You know, I think that's one thing that I've realized uh, the hard way is just that uh, if you're eating a frozen pizza, you know, there's, there's just, there's too many additives in it that, that, and, and I've realized that over time, if you were to actually eat pizza that was freshly made, like fresh dough, fresh sauce, fresh ingredients, it's a completely drastic different thing. In fact, I remember, you know, taking my wife to, to an Italian joint and we had like a authentic Italian pizza, handmade dough, no more than a day old, like tastes completely different. Than like a DiGiorno or something local (laughs) that you would put in the mic, you know, in the oven or even the microwave, you know, because it's, it's made just to sustain in a packaging. Right. Long term. Yes, (laughs) exactly. Long term. And so, you know, one thing I actually wanted to ask you, because this is another battle of mine is alcohol. How do you handle alcohol?
1: Um, you know, <laughs> I probably, I just don't, I don't drink. Um, not that I don't enjoy it. I, okay. Um, it, it, because mentally for me it's just calories. It's, so having a cocktail or a glass of wine or something at home, it, it's, I, I just can't justify that. If I go out and I'm, I'm mm-hmm. at a social gathering, then it, that's a little bit different, but still, I'm very aware I choose healthy choices. I will usually have vodka and water <laughs> because right. for me, right. I'm, in my mind, I'm getting hydrated because I'm having water.
0: <laughs> right, and right. I'm
1: still having the vodka, so I'm not adding in a bunch of sweets and syrupy drinks and fruity and things like that. So I'm very aware if I do go out and I have a few drinks, but at home I just don't because I cannot justify the calories. It's, yeah. it's just a mental thing for me at this point. I, even if I ha- open a bottle and I have a glass of wine, then the, the rest of the bottle will go bad because I may not have anymore. So I just decided that it's not worth it for me to open the bottle, (laughs) but Uh they are, you know, it is calories. It's, they have, um, it's four grams of sugar and you can, I mean, it, it adds up if you really start diving into it and you're adding it and tracking that into your daily and not to say that you can't have things. And that's what I do like to, Make sure that I tell people it's not that you can't have something. You can go out and you can enjoy yourself. You can have pizza and beer. You can have Mexican. You can have drinks. You can have those things. It just can't be a daily habit is the issue. So be good six days of the week. And if you want to go out and enjoy the seventh day and friends or whatever, then that's okay. You can still enjoy, but we don't have to do it every day of the week.
0: You know, uh, the reason I ask this is because, um, you know, uh, I'm more of a beer drinker. And I think it's, it's really tapered off ever since I've started in a year and a half. And I've actually started making wiser choices around alcohol, but I applaud you for the self-control. I really do because (laughs) a lot of people are influenced in a social environment and that's why they drink, right? Is social drinking is one of the biggest mistakes that people make because, well, so-and-so is having a wine glass or having a beer. Oh, I'm going to have one. Oh, I'm going to have another one. And the next thing you know is you've got 400, 500, 600, 600 calories that you've digested through four or five or however many drinks you've had. So, you know, for me, one thing that I discovered because um, the, the gentleman that I've been working with for about a year, you know, he said, well, you, you can have it, but have it in, 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 in moderation, right? Like you said, you know, six days, seventh day. Well, I'm like, okay, well, I'll probably drink three nights out of the week, sometimes even more. So like, how, how can I mitigate that? Well, since I'm a beer drinker, I started drinking Bud Select, which has 99 calories in it. So I can have two beers. Well, it's one beer a night at worst, and I'm at 99 calories. Now, I noticed that, well, Corona Premier has 90 calorie beer, so it's nine calories less, right? So, and I'll usually maybe drink one, and it's like with dinner. Usually, like if I'm eating a steak or something, I'll do that. Once in a while, I'll drink wine. It's just because I enjoy, you know, having a drink really. Right. Um, I think eventually I'll may, I may have to, you know, steer towards clear because there's reasons for it, right? Is, plus what I've noticed when I drink wine, which is once a month maybe or a couple of times a month really, is that it dehydrates me, especially red wine like Merlot or something. Yes. It really dehydrates you. And I found out that the less frequently that I drink it, that the more cognizant I realize of the potential headaches that it creates, like a big, you know, wine glass, like, like, a, like a goblet that you hold in your hand and you, you fill it uh, <laughs> with, with, you know, like a full glass. I mean, that's a lot of sugar for one. And mind you, I've been looking for wines that are not high on sugar because I used to buy uh, wine at like Aldi. And then I realized they have like a ridiculous amount of sugar in it. And that's why I was creating these headaches. And even though, you know, I was more selective about the wine choice, it still creates these headaches. But that's just it. Like, I think a lot of people, for one, I think it's self-control. They struggle with self-control. Um, there's people like me who, you know, I enjoy a beer. You know, it's just I, I like, especially with dinner, you know, but I can also do it in moderation. That's what I had to teach myself is that, you know what, I can still fit in one beer if I even drank it at a night. And I actually did sort of a test exercise for two weeks to see if that would impact my weight. And it didn't to where I, I, as long as I stuck to one beer per night, which is 99 calories. Of course I wouldn't drink like seven days a week. It'd be like three, maybe four days. So it wasn't right. like I was, and sometimes I might even drink one night a week. It just all depends, but right. nonetheless still like to have a drink. And I think that's probably a mis- misconception for a lot of people is because like, curbing alcohol completely when you know that you enjoy a glass of alcohol like you drink vodka clear because it's very low or no calories right i believe there's no calories in in vodka and you combine it with 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 water Water. so (laughs) you don't feel dehydrated so it's a smart move that actually explains why in the earlier days especially in my early 20s um uh, I couldn't understand why so many people drank clear, especially vodka. That's why. It's because it was low on Cal. And of course it doesn't have a weird smell like yeah. beer does or an aftertaste for that matter.
1: Well, um, it doesn't fill you up either. Beer is filling.
0: That's it, true.
1: You know, it's, it's, and it's just filling. I'm not a beer mm-hmm. drinker. I It's not that I don't like it. It's just, again, yeah. my preference is lower calories and to be able to hydrate myself. <laughs> Yeah, while I'm drinking. <laughs> that's me, a good that's point. A win-win.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's absolutely. not the best
1: tasting, uh, you know, but it's a sacrifice. If I'm gonna drink, then I'm gonna have something that's better for me. I'm gonna choose the better option always.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point, and you know, I want to leave it on that high note. You know, you you mentioned a lot of good things. You know, that I think a lot of people can consider. You know, if they want to start a transformation, I want to thank you for that. And before we wrap things up, you know, can you let the audience know how can they find you throw out some social handles website out there if they want to connect with you
1: absolutely well my ig is you can find me if you just search my name it's pretty simple um and the same with facebook um tiktok (laughs) everywhere if you just search my name usually i will pop up it's sort of interesting that it's, it's a little different. And usually if I'm not the first person that pops up, I'm the first or second.
0: Mm-hmm. So I'm
1: pretty, I'm pretty easy to find if you're interested. <laughs> and then, of course, awesome. my website is dot com has some information about my training and then the other um, life story that I have about the loss of my son.
0: Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Tonya, thank you so much for coming on and jamming with me. I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, I have so enjoyed it, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me.